Hey guys, it's Derek. We're back on the podcast. And this week, as promised, we are sitting back down with Ash and we are reversing roles. I'm going to interview Ash and ask her all kinds of questions about her fitness and nutrition journey, hopefully giving you guys some insights and some valuable information that you can take with you and apply to your personal journey. We're going to cover everything from Ashley's athletic background, starting as early as three years old in gymnastics, all the way through into middle school, high school, grad school, and everything in between, talking about both fitness and nutrition, struggles and successes along the way. And it's a really insightful conversation. And I hope you guys enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This time, I am leaving that countdown <laughs> in. Last week, Ashley counted us down, and it sounded exactly like that, if not worse. And so we wanted to make sure we gave you guys a glimpse into what I live with and deal with on a daily, <laughs> daily basis. That's mean. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Anyway, guys, we are back, uh, and this is episode number 34. And last week, we shared my story. And this week, we're sharing Ashley's story or her fitness journey, and we're going to switch roles. I'm going to interview her as we go through here and asking the questions, and she's going to give her best possible response, <laughs> and it's going to be fantastic. All right, Ash, are you ready to hop into it? I'm ready. Wonderful. Okay, well, let's just start out. Let's go all the way you know, back to the beginning. Have you been active throughout your entire life? Were you involved in athletics growing up? Uh, and, you know, really when did fitness first enter your life? Yeah. So I think I've mentioned this in a previous podcast, but I started gymnastics when I was three years old. I tried like a few other sports. One in particular was dance. And wait, stop. What? You tried dance? <laughs> yeah. But wait till you, the reason why I stopped. My dance teacher literally went to my mom and was like, you need to find another sport for her. Like she's like flipping off the couches and stuff. I thought you were going to say she <laughs> has no rhythm whatsoever because <laughs> that's currently our, pro our predicament. Yes. But so my mom enrolled me in gymnastics and my, my mom and dad. Uh, and from that point on. How old were you during that? Like three. Okay. From that point on, I was hooked. Like all... I did and love was gymnastics. I did soccer. Literally, I cried every time I put my cleats on. Like, I have a vivid memory of my grandparents coming over, so excited to watch me and my sister go play soccer, and I cried every time I put my cleats on because I hated it. If our friends are listening to this, <laughs> specifically Matt McIntosh, <laughs> he already thinks you cry a lot now, <laughs> so it's been happening your whole life. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, and every time I went to gymnastics, like I just wanted to be there more and more. My dad actually converted our basement. We had a huge basement and it was unfinished. He bought like two of those huge bubble wrap like rolls mm -hmm. and literally made like not a spring floor, but a very padded, almost bouncy floor 
in my basement for tumble uh for tumbling and then we even created like a low beam high beam on bricks we had a gymnastics bar like this was all in our basement so from a very very young age i have been active awesome and okay so that was super young so you did gymnastics until what age uh from when i was three to eleven and right around what i think i was 10 uh an olympic coach from texas was up just for like a training camp at the gym i was at and i was doing a double backflip like off the bars and he thought i had the movement so he took his hand off of me from like spotting and i kicked out because i thought that meant like i was done and i landed on my head had a pretty bad back injury and like from that year I had that back back injury I broke my knee I broke like all my toes all my fingers it was just a really rough year and from that point on I was like if I'm scared like I there's not a chance I'm gonna make the Olympic team so with rehab I was transitioning to swimming and my sister was swimming at the time I enjoyed it I loved racing Uh, But I definitely got bored of that. And so that was like 11 to, I want to say like whatever sixth grade was, seventh grade. And then when I was in seventh grade, I was on the varsity team for swimming and I wanted to try diving and I gave it a shot. I loved it. And from seventh grade to college, I dove and I sprinted. Awesome. And you're being humble, but you were a really good swimmer and a really good diver. <laughs> Let's just you. throw that out there. How well, many, you didn't even, I don't think you knew like this. Like Shannon says, how many state champs? <laughs> I have two state diving champs, but I was a state gymnast. I won states in gymnastics. Oh, no, you didn't ever tell me I that. I know. I never tell people because I forget. Three state championships. Four, because I won two in gymnastics. Beast mode. <laughs> what up? But yes, very, it's odd. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's your athletic background. And then mm-hmm. when did fitness really start entering your life? <laughs> uh, honestly, like w- probably when I was like five. I remember I was training from five to 11, probably 20 to 25 hours. Like I loved structure exercise. The part that I loved about gymnastics the most was like pushing hard and the conditioning piece. I remember looking forward to doubles during the summer and like those days where my mom physically had to walk out of the gymnastics uh, center because she couldn't like stand to see like how hard we were pushing ourselves. And it was I had an amazing gym like that's just kind of typical like if you want to be the best in gymnastics. Uh, But it was structured basically from when I was five years old. (laughs) Okay. So fitness early on. Yes. <laughs> uh, now, wh- aside from the fitness that was in gymnastics and probably a little bit of swimming and diving as you got older, what were some of your first experiences with like recreational or just structured exercise outside of sport? Yeah. So I dove at college for one year at Pitt and I was put on medical release because of my back. And I remember... After I was put on medical release, 
it was very hard to figure out like what I wanted to do like in the gym. I genuinely enjoyed exercise my entire life, but it was hard to figure out like what was the best and like training for fitness and not like a sport. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you didn't know what direction to go because you weren't training for. Yeah. Like I was always. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when I was in college, I went for exercise science and I remember my junior year and you probably don't even know this, but one of my friends started make, having me do like bodybuilding split routines. Like she was, she competed in uh, like bodybuilding shows. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I literally, she created me a program and I did that. And I still went probably four or five times a week again. Like I always enjoyed it. And then my senior year, I had an internship with the old strength coach for the pirates. And that's kind of where I started to transition back to like more sports performance without necessarily having a sport goal. And I realized like my body was feeling better by doing that type of training. And by that type of training, just so anyone listening Mm -hmm. has an idea, you just mean structured splits that probably had a lot of compound exercises yeah like power based exercises Mm -hmm. such as cleans and things like that i wouldn't even say i didn't really do any olympic lifts it was more just like functional movements and like focusing on like my upper back for posture my core for stability and then my posterior chain has always been pretty weak i if you see me, you know, I have large quads. So I've always been baby hamstrings. (laughs) Yes. I've always been very quad dominant. So it was like focusing on different things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then I just have a random follow up question for that. Then Mm -hmm. what did you do to train for power? How did you train power or did you not train really like explosive power based? I honestly like kettlebell swings. Yeah. So I did kettlebell swings. I did a few like occasional box jump box jumps um and then more like this isn't power but like agility ladders different things like that does that make sense makes sense all right and so after all of that Mm -hmm. that led you into you said you were a senior right so that leads you into grad school Mm -hmm. so then i went directly into getting my master's and that was in health and physical activity and that's where i met you (laughs) <laughs> and what were your initial thoughts of me just so everyone has an idea back then <laughs> yeah if you guys have not heard this story i would love to tell you it uh but that that would have to be a whole nother podcast episode i did not like you let's just summarize it when as we first met she thought i was the crossfit douche yeah to put it nicely <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was not a fan of Derek. uh i literally because of our last names i sat next to him at orientation i don't know if you remember that not only that but we also, our desks ended up being right Facing beside each, each other. other. Yeah. 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 I literally had to stare at you every day, all day. And I didn't like you. You must have liked what you've seen because <laughs> now we're together forever. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. So let's get back on track yeah. here. With all that said, when you <laughs> got into your master's year and we were grad assistants, mm-hmm. talk about your initial exposure to <laughs> CrossFit and really just a whole different style and method of training so when I first started my master's I was still doing that sports performance functional fitness type thing uh and 
I started to hear like the workouts that you were doing and I was like, hmm, that sounds fun. And I remember you would ever every so often you would write me like a it was more like on the rower. It was rowing workouts. But I remember like finishing them and laying on the grad school or yeah, grad school floor and like dying. But I was like, I love this feeling like it reminds me of gymnastics. And eventually you were like, let's just try a workout together. And this is when we started to become friends. <laughs> I remember this workout. It was in the what's it called the Pete. Yeah. Yeah. And we did like push press with a barbell yeah it was like burpee shoulder over, over the bar burpee over bar and then there's maybe front squats or something like i don't that. think so i think it was just those two movements just shouldered overhead and burpee over the bar yeah but i remember like you were so fit and i was so nervous especially because one we were starting to be friends and two like it was i just had that crossfit mentality where i was like this is so bad for my back like i know i would love this but it's gonna hurt me uh and that's after that workout i feel like just every so often you would start to create more and more workouts and it was just so fun and the summer so we graduated and it was a one-year program august to august and like that summer i want to say in june you were like let me train you for one month right Am I right with this? Something like that. I don't know the exact time, but I think one important thing to mention there is you were doing these workouts sporadically. Yeah. But you were broken as shit. Like you yeah. still. It hurt to tie my shoes. It hurt to get out of bed. And it, the movements hurt you. Like you had to scale a lot. I, yeah. I couldn't do a, a lot. I couldn't do a back squat. It hurt to deadlift. Right. So we were modifying these heavily to get yeah. you in there with me. It was basically my way of swooning you. <laughs> In the in in the uh, initial phases of our relationship, <laughs> well, it worked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're like, let me train you for one month. Like, I genuinely think I can get you out of this pain. And I was not for it at first. Like, I was very hesitant. And then I don't know what you did, but somehow I was like, okay, I'll give you one month. And at the time, you were a strength coach for Pitt. Mm-hmm. I was working full time for Pitt and the only time that we could train together was at 4 a.m. Yeah, I always think about that. I don't know, I know how we did that. I don't I don't either. Like I literally don't know how. I remember but we weren't living together yet. We weren't even mm -hmm. really dating yet. No. I'd pick you up at 3:45. Yeah. In the morning <laughs> and we would go train. Yeah. Uh, and like yes, we say I started CrossFit then, but like you that wasn't crossfit yet. yeah like i was doing two metcons a week maybe one and then you were doing like a lot of I mean, just I, slow progressions i pretty much created yeah a a periodized program for you that took you from being broken and not being able to do anything to the very basics of hey let's squat to a box without pain mm -hmm. let's Lo let's put load in the front rack position and like with a kettlebell with a yeah with like a, a kettlebell just in the goblet position and mm -hmm. see if you can stabilize that and hold that without pain let's focus on being able to deadlift full range of motion really really basic things let's let's push jerk with a medicine ball and let it hit the ground so we don't <gasps> oh have to receive gosh. the load right i forgot about that you couldn't push jerk a bar you couldn't bring the bar back down to your shoulders and oh receive that my gosh that eccentric loading and so it was really a huge progression to get you from being broken to being functional. And 
I would, yeah, I think you're right. We might have done one to two Metcons a week just to have a little, maintain the base that you had cardiovascularly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they were like very... They weren't CrossFit Metcons. No. They were, they <laughs> just were like high intensity. high intensity interval training. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's crazy to think about. Uh, and I still have those programs I on know, my computer. I know, me too. I have them and I have all of it written down in the spare bedroom. Uh, yeah, that's really cool to go back and look on or look at. But then from that point, like I just started to feel better and better. It didn't hurt to tie my shoes. Like it is mind blowing to me. It makes me emotional to think about. Uh, but before I get emotional, uh, then like I want to say after six ish months, I started like legit doing CrossFit. I and it didn't hurt. Like the stronger I got, the fitter I got, the better I felt. Yeah, I love that. I uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but there when those I don't know probably one of those seventeen times you told me you didn't want to date me and just kicked <laughs> me out of your life. It's a whole other story. But one of those times, I think I convinced myself that God <laughs> put put us in each other's paths just so I could get you out of that pain. And then the rest of it was just <laughs> supposed to be like that was my good thing for her. Now, now I must move on. <laughs> I do remember you telling me that. Yeah, that's not true. Not the case. Here we are. Put a ring on that bitch. <laughs> hey, that's so funny. Um, but yeah. yeah, so that was CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Okay, now all that said, I think, and I'm I might be putting words in your mouth here, but I think that whole experience going from that linear progression that in that periodized program that I created for you to get you out of pain mm-hmm. into CrossFit was a motivational factor or a driving factor force behind you wanting to pursue fitness more full-time because you were kind of already in it yeah I uh, so to give you an idea and I think this is like kind of our next question I'm just going to blur them together but after I got my master's I was hired full-time for Pitt in the health and physical activity department running their two fitness centers managing their grad student assistants which we were just here we were just in their spot the year before and um what else now I'm having a blank but also just like trying to figure out how to make pit and more more like of a active community um where was I going with that talking about how it spurred yeah and so like I was always in the health and fitness world when it came to like careers and I think that just kind of stems back to like that has always been what I've been extremely passionate about. And while yes, like you have people telling you like, well, don't you want to go to like physical therapy school or like PA school, something that's going to guarantee you like more money basically, because we all know it's really hard to make a lot of money in the fitness field. Uh, I never even like questioned it. I, I truly believe like, I was put in this world to make a difference in people's lives through fitness and nutrition. And so I I can't remember like any difficult decisions that occurred because of that. That's good. Yeah. Just following your passion. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that we don't have this question down, so I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) When we first started 
training together mm-hmm. and even as undergrad or grad students this is after you stopped hating me when we started becoming <laughs> friends you really i told you about my desires i think that year we were both working at Pitt to have my own business oh yeah and to start something called ballistic performance and i had like a really like sketchy looking variation of the logo <laughs> and all this stuff and i was using all my spare time when i wasn't working with teams to like help create these programs uh, but I'm pretty sure when I first told you that and then we started dating that you wanted nothing to do with that like that you wanted that to be just my thing and you wanted to either work for Pitt or some other organization for the rest of your life. Is um, that true? I don't know. I went through like a few different phases. I remember when I had my internship again with the old uh, Pirates strength coach, I definitely wanted to open my own business or own facility for strength and conditioning um if you know me i am really bad with like the business side of things uh she doesn't know the difference between 1300 and thirteen thousand. he's lying it's not that bad sometimes (laughs) Sometimes. it's that bad (laughs) but so i i didn't know how it was gonna happen let's be honest i knew that i would be able to help people once they were in the door and I could make those connections. But when it came to the business side, I was like, all right, I'm going to make this happen, but I'm probably going to have to like partner with someone like, and at the time I was thinking like having partner with a physical therapist, because that's what it was like at my internship and have my own business like brick and mortar that way. And then when I got into pit, I don't, I honestly, at this point, I can't remember if I was like, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. I don't, so I don't know. I just felt like when we first started talking about it and I said that I want this to be my, you know, my company, my business, my primary source of income, mm-hmm. I felt like you were thinking there's no way in hell we could work together. <laughs> well, at first, yes, because we were just starting our friendship and both of us, if you know us personally, like we are very opinionated and like So I think that's definitely what scared me. And again, if anyone has ever worked with you, like they know, at least maybe I'm biased. You changed my life with fitness. Where are you going with this? Like (laughs) you're the best fitness coach out there, in my opinion. Oh, thanks, babe. I (laughs) thought you were going to say something way more negative than that. (laughs) No, no. Like that's what, but that's what I'm saying is like, Because you're the best, I was like, well, what the heck am I going to bring to the table? Yeah, I can make great relationships, but like, I don't want to try to compete with him on trying to... Program design. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, that's basically why I didn't think that I could be a part of ballistic performance. But then you saw how I'm too robotic and lacking (laughs) all things empathy. And so you knew we could make the perfect partnership, right? (laughs) Yes, when I found, we'll talk about nutrition in a little, but when I found nutrition, yes. And I'm not saying yes, because I agree with you, just a little. It's all right. right. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you're for sure right. All right. Now, all that said, and let's, let's talk about nutrition first before we get into this next topic, but all that said, when did fitness become a priority in that, or I said fitness, when did nutrition become a priority in that fitness journey? Uh, so probably right after I started CrossFit and when I say started CrossFit, like actually doing CrossFit after like those six months of you training me, um, 
I enjoyed it and I, I was like, I want to compete in this. And kind of every competitor that I was following at the time was working with a nutrition coach. Okay. Yeah. So it was really the driving force behind that was to get better at CrossFit. Is that why you started nutrition or to look better? Uh, I think both. I think it was definitely to get better, like primarily at CrossFit. But then I think also I have always had the exact same body like type like I was super athletic but you couldn't see my muscles like I looked athletic but then when you looked at crossfitters you were like wow you can see their muscles so like I wanted to see like can that actually happen and I'll I won't lie like at first when I first started working with a nutrition coach I was like no and I I don't know if I ever told you that but it was like yeah you did yeah like my body will never look like that. I remember that. you always said that to me. You were like, my yeah. body doesn't change. My body doesn't change. Yeah, and I would even tell you, I'm like, I will never wear those spandex shorts. I will oh, never work out in a favorite. sports bra. That was my favorite. <laughs> what, I think you were probably six months in a CrossFit. I will never forget. Yeah. You said, I will never be caught in those booty shorts that you see the games athletes wearing, and I will never take my shirt off. <laughs> maybe, maybe if I get really lean. Maybe I'll take my shirt off. And here I am. And then here you are now. Your shorts are halfway up your butt. That is not true. I still don't really wear booty shorts. I no, don't know but, if that But you do come. wear them on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but that's basically okay. how nutrition started. And before you started working with that nutrition coach, mm-hmm. what did you know about nutrition? How did you learn about it? What did you do to kind of take steps on your own before working with a coach? Yeah, everything I learned was basically through school. We did a little bit, like I had a nutrition class in college. Um, so I knew the basics. I knew what macronutrients were. I knew what like your meals should consist of. And that was about it. Like I knew the importance of a healthy diet, but I didn't actually know like how focusing on your nutrition could change your life okay interesting and so that said walk us through (laughs) what did your nutrition look like in high school versus college (laughs) versus you know young adulthood now right yeah so I think I've said this in a post in the past but in high school and growing up like my house was known as like the house that had all of the yummy snacks Like we had a snack cupboard and you could find anything and everything in there. And I remember my friends coming over and literally just coming over to grab snacks and then leave. Like that's my house had everything. And so needless to say, my diet was not, it was just like a normal kid's diet. I don't know. And then college, I'd say it was pretty good. Like I ate healthy 60 to 70 percent of the time but yeah I went out to eat a lot and I went out on the weekends and drank kind of like again a typical college student uh and then when I started to work with a nutrition coach I tracked my macros really 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 strict for about a year and now the past year and a half almost two years I feel like we've been trying to or I've been trying to develop more of a balanced relationship like with food and then also just trying to figure out like how it what my goals are and how food can like support those goals yeah 
Awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, sounds like a pretty similar journey. High school, eating really whatever you wanted. Yeah. College, eating ramen and, or ramen, however you say it. Oh my it. gosh, ramen. Do not say ramen. <laughs> Listen, I know a few people who say ramen and I know a few people yeah, from Dubois, who say it. sweep when they're talking <laughs> about vacuuming. Yeah, from well, Dubois. I might have lost that poll we put on Instagram, <laughs> but I'm still calling it that. Anyway, all right, so now... With all of that said, covering both your fitness and your nutrition journeys, over the last, what would it be, about 10 years, how has or how have your views of nutrition changed or evolved and how have your views of fitness changed and evolved over those last 10 years? Yeah, so I'll start with nutrition just because that's what we were just talking about. Um, I wish like 10 or I guess... Over the last 10 years, I wish that I would have realized like it is going to be a continuous process or journey and like that's okay. That's normal. Like I could have the goal a few years ago ago to compete, to be like the best in shape that I can possibly be and figure out like how my nutrition has to be that way. And then how I am now, not necessarily sure with my fitness goals and just like practicing balance and like being okay with both ends, uh, like ends of the spectrum. Uh, and then I definitely wish that someone told me with nutrition, like it is seriously all about consistency and it is not about perfectionism. Like I think when I first started on my nutrition journey, I felt like I had to be perfect 100% of the time if I was going to get those results. And that is not sustainable and it's not healthy either. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think, I think the last thing with now this is goes nutrition and fitness. I think it's really important to surround yourself with people that lift you up and help you move towards your goals. And the reason that I say this is, when you became a bigger part of my life, it was so much easier to work towards my health and fitness goals. Like when I had my, when I was living with my college roommates, when I had my ex-boyfriend, like it, it was really hard. Like they were not into their health and fitness and it, it just, it, shows you how important it is to surround yourself with people with similar goals. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um and then with fitness um what would I have ch- or what would I have like I guess pro- probably just like the surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah, so just sticking to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz that's obviously important the people who who are in your circle and who are taking the journey with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we're going to keep cruising along here. So we just talked a lot about your fitness and nutrition journey. We covered a lot of information, but what are, what do you want the listeners to take away from this conversation of everything you just talked about? And we just covered what are two or three like concise, simple things that they can take away from it. Yeah. So I think like whether you started your fitness and nutrition journey really early in life, like myself, or even if it is later in life, trying to be as honest 
and upfront with yourself about like your goals and what you want. And it's okay if those goals are ever changing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and once you create those goals, if you truly want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen. So surround yourself with the right environment, with the right people, and it'll be so much easier. Uh, and like the last thing that I think I would recommend is don't be afraid to like reach out to other professionals or coaches. It's okay to ask for help and like pick people's brains and have that accountability partner, I think is huge when it comes to like health and fitness. Yeah, absolutely. I love all of that. I agree 100%. <laughs> Any other questions? I think that's it for the questions. Um, I just love what you closed with there. I love that you talked about allowing your goals to be dynamic and allowing them to evolve as you learn more and grow and that you need to be surrounded by those people. And it's all the stuff that we preach, you know, every day on mm -hmm. Instagram and our other platforms. So that makes perfect sense. And um, anybody who follows us will know already that that's our, our message. But uh, that was awesome. I learned a couple things I didn't know. The <laughs> dance class one being one of the major ones there <laughs> in the beginning because we need dance lessons badly before we <laughs> have our wedding. And uh, yeah, it was awesome learning all those things. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the episode. Uh, thanks for letting me interview you here for the last <laughs> 30 minutes. Thanks for interviewing me. Of course. And uh, I think that wraps it up for today. Guys, thank you as always so much for listening. Uh, be on the lookout the next couple of weeks. We have some guests coming up. We're going to boot Ashley off just for a few no, episodes. I'll be back, guys. <laughs> but she <laughs> will be back. Uh, it won't be as long of a stint as it was, uh, what was that, like six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Just a few episodes. We're going to have some guests on the show and uh, give you guys some more knowledge and uh, tidbits to take with you throughout your day. So we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you coming here and spending your time listening to what we have to say each and every week. And if you enjoy what you hear, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment in there as well. That is how we generate more traction. That is how we appear in more search results and reach more people and change more lives through the platform. As I mentioned at the end of this episode, we are gonna have some guests in the upcoming weeks, so make sure you tune in. New episodes are released every Tuesday at 5 a.m. And we hope to see you guys again next week.